Good day, all listeners. Welcome to Creating a Prayer Culture for God podcast. I am Quentin, the media specialist behind Creating a Prayer Culture for God, and I just wanted to take this moment to welcome each and every one of you and thank each and every one of you all for listening in. If you're new, Creating a Prayer Culture for God is simply a podcast where we're teaching, preaching, and dissecting the Word of God and truly establishing what it is to have a prayer culture and to live a prayer culture. Um, We preach and teach the word of God. We talk Jesus, some more Jesus, and a whole lot of extra Jesus. So I just wanted to welcome you all to Creating a Prayer Culture for God, and I truly hope that you enjoy it. And for your listening pleasure, this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, you name it, it's available. So tune in each and every day for new episodes. Welcome again. Come to pass. 
Like Jesus said, before my return, amen. He will return to this earth, amen. And some folks are going to be with him when he returns and some are not. And so we let the weak and tap and, 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 and go together right now and let him separate when he comes. But we're so thankful that we've been separated for such a time as this. So let's check in this morning. We who have been called out, consecrated, separated, and set apart this morning for his sacred purpose. Let's see what thus says the Lord this morning as we pray this morning the way he taught the disciples to pray, Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Now, Holy Ghost, we just thank you for what our ears have already heard, what we've already witnessed. Amen. The worthy Lamb of God being praised, the worthy Lamb of God being exalted and lifted up. We thank you that already there is some return on the praise that have already went up. We thank you right now that blessings are coming down. People are being showered. People are being encouraged. People are being restored. People are being rescued. People are being healed already for the praise that went up already. So we thank you for the fruit of the lips of those we've already heard. Blessing the Lord with thanksgiving and adoration and love this morning. So we give you the praise. Now, Holy Ghost, we ask you to just quicken us with this word this morning. Uh, give us ears to hear, heart to receive, and eyes to behold and see one of his things from God's plan of salvation as you used prepare us for his, his second coming. We thank you for the warning. We thank you for the preparations. We thank you for all that God is doing right now by his spirit. And we thank you that we have ears to hear it. We can receive it. We can envision what is yet to come. And so we thank you, praise We approach your word this morning. Now we just ask you to just have your way. You be the one that speak and teach. Thank you for fresh revelation this morning. In the name of Jesus, a word that we can live by for the people of God. We thank you for all the wonderful blessings this morning that is bestowed upon us, life, health, and strength. We thank you for that activity of our limbs. We breathe, move, and have our being. And we just want to grow more in the things of God. We want to know more. We want to be about more. We want that word to just continue to build us up and encourage us and perfect us for the work of ministry that lies ahead. That we may continue to make him known as we are continually known by him. We give you praise. We give you glory. Bless the ears of those out there on our 40 platforms and all those around the world who are listening right now. We lift up this government right now that's run out of answers. And we know that, Jesus, you're always the answer. So you, you, you're trying to prepare us, even our government, to know, my God, that you are in control. You're in charge. And if they just turn to you and cry out to you, you will hear them just like you hear us and answer them and show them great and mighty things. So we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus. For our leaders, our government, for all those that are struggling right now, that are still suffering with this spread of this coronavirus, we just lift it up to you this morning, Father. We know your will uh, will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So we thank you for that now in Jesus' name. Now bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Again, we want to run over here to the book of Revelation, chapter 14, and uh, going to pick up uh, with uh, another one or two of the assurances that God made before Jesus comes back. And uh, we don't know what that time is that he's going to come back. We just know that he's coming back. And we also know that many of us are not really ready to see him. Uh, I'm not saying us. I'm talking not just us. I'm talking about all those out there right now that are living on planet Earth 
uh, you think they might be ready, but the Lord said, and when you see these things right here, you need to prepare for them because they will come. They will happen. They will come to pass. They've been predicted. We've been warned by it. And so blessed are the ears of those who hear these present greetings. Amen. More blessed, you know, are those who got their name already written down in the Lamb Book of Life because they've heard it and they've responded to it by giving their life to Jesus. So we're praying this morning that that would be the return on these precious uh, promises, these precious words that were written by the Apostle John for our hearing this morning, amen, before his appearing. So let's go in here. I'm going to pick up this morning at verse number 9, amen, amen. And what we're going to look at this morning is God's justice. You know, he, he talked about uh, another Babylon he was going to use to uh, not so much punish man, but to, you know, kind of get man to turn back toward him to learn again in this day and age that we live in, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that can be out of the mouth of God. God being the same yesterday, today, and forever, he does not change. So he uses the same approach, the same tactics sometimes to get our attention, amen, to get our attention. And the Bible talks in Revelation about there will be a, a end-time Babylon that God will use again. And so I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, can't tell God how to do it. He has the method. He knows how to get man's heart turned back to him. But I do know one thing, that he is a God of restoration. I do know one thing, that he's sending us a revival. He's sending restoration because he wants to make what we failed to make right before him. He wants to come in and make it right. So when you see God doing large-scale things, we need to pay attention because he's really moving by his spirit. Amen. We may have been at fault and caused a lot of this through our negligence. But when God is, is, is on the throne, he can't be nobody but God. He can't change who he is. And if he used judgment and punishment before to get man, if he used a Babylon, then God controls whatever method that he wants to use to try to get man to turn away from his own wicked and evil ways. As he says in Second Chronicles 7 and 14, that if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves to pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways and turn from their wicked ways. Primarily, he's talking to all of us, the church world out there, the believers out there. And then he's talking to the rest of the world, too. Amen. But he, he and the world is looking at what we're going to do. So they'll probably know what to do, but not all, but some will. We're pulling people out of the fire. Every little act we, we do is sparing somebody, is saving somebody. Amen. And God is giving increase. That's what he said. And so sometimes he got to raise up another Babylon. He got to raise up something and let it be, let it be done so that he can teach men how to depend on him and rely on him. So all these warnings sometimes are necessary uh, if we take heed to them. So let's look at what this warning is this morning. He said that justice will be executed. That's an assurance right there. Justice will be executed. Justice will be executed on the righteous. Justice will be executed on the unrighteous. Justice will be executed on the evil and the good. Justice will be uh, executed. God does everything right and just when he does something. And we want him to, to, to judge us according to the word. That's why we go to the word, you know, and, and, and judge us because he said, hey, that's, 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 I'm going to open the book up again. That's what, that's what's going to determine, you know, where you spend eternity. And so we're praying and hoping that people take heed to what the word is saying. What is his perspective on this, on this journey, on this time that we're living in? What is, what is, what is his perspective on these troubles and these struggles we're going through, this coronavirus situation and other things, pandemics and other things that are taking place, sudden tornadoes? 
tempests and storms and earthquakes and all these natural disasters and increase in this and increase in that. It's the scripture being fulfilled. Amen. He wants every creature to know that I'm still God. I'm still in control. And when I've had enough, I'll stop it. But don't you stop in the meantime. Let me stop it if I'm going to stop it. Don't you try to stop it. I'll stop it. Don't you stop. You keep doing what you're doing, and I'll keep doing what I am doing. So we're going to talk about uh, justice will be executed. And the other insurance we want to get down to today is the dead will be at rest. At last, they'll be at rest and they'll be rewarded. Amen. So you, when that time comes, uh, you die in Christ, you're going to be rewarded. Amen. He said, if you die in Christ, you shall live in Christ. So there's, there's eternal life for you, a crown to wear that awaits you. And then, uh, the other assurance this morning is, uh, the glorious harvest of the godly will take place but there is a, a, a harvest coming amen we, we know that the lord is going to put in his sickle and and i think a lot of times that we are that sickle we are the we are the harvest gatherers we are the laborers and we're the church that god want to use as a sickle to grab the harvest to gather the harvest that is white with plenty amen and so and then the other uh, uh the other uh assurance is that that we're going to look at is uh the terrible harvest of the ungodly will also take place. So we got four more of these we want to look at. So let's try to get a couple of them in this morning. Amen. As we look toward the, the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 9, he says this. He says, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, now, a lot of people struggle with that. I saw an article yesterday I read where they were talking about somebody offering a chip to put in people's hand and forehead and all of that. But when you see that right there, you have to understand uh, the language there. When it talks about the mark of the beast, the word, that beast is talking about there is the systems of the world. That is a beast. you got the four dynasties, you got the education system, you got the government system, you got the religious system, and you got the economy. And if that beats right there, and there's, there's, there's a world order being formed, there's other nations that are coming together right now trying to form a, what they call a world government right now so that they can control the currency, they can control every, all these different systems. And that is taking place even right now. Europe and all of them out there right now, France, they're trying to get together right now and form it. They've always tried to form it, but some kind of way God has always formed it. And when you start looking at, uh, when it talks about a mark in your forehead, it's talking about, when you go back, you can look it up in, 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 in the original language, the strongest concordance. It's talking about marking up your brain with the systems of the world, with the knowledge of the world, the wisdom of the world, you know, getting that in your mind. That's the mark he's talking about. What 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 is your thoughts right now? They're in agreement with his will right now. What is what has been renewed about your mind, the system of the world, is that how you think, or the system of God, his government, that's what he's talking about. There ain't going to be no operation with no chip. Now, there may be people out there crazy enough to propose that to the government because they read the scripture and they think that's what it's saying, and they think they're doing God's will. No, you understand what that's talking about. Either the enemy is going to put his thoughts in your head, or either God is going to put his thoughts in your head by the renewing of the word. And that's what he's talking about, our minds being renewed, not to the things of this world, no confidence and trust in them, but being renewed to the things of God, having a changed mind, letting the mind of Christ Jesus be also in us. And then there's that other mind, that double mind, where you become unsafe in all your ways. So 
this is what he's talking about. The knowledge of God, renewing our minds. It's all about the word of God. It ain't about no tip, no mark, none of that stuff. It's about the mind of Christ. And he talks about it in your forehead. That's your brain. That's where your brain is at. We want our brain to be renewed to the things of God, okay, not the things of the world. Amen. And there are people out there right now, man. They they say they work for the devil. They'll stay in a heartbeat. They'll, they'll do what carry out the devil's bidding. I'm not afraid of the devil. I see you in hell. They got all kind of crazy stuff. They've been already been tagged and marked by the enemy. They already got that in their mind, you know, and they think they're doing a favor to, 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 to mankind sometimes to exterminate people, to take people out of, of different colors, different nationalities, different races. You know, they're already out there. Uh, busy right now and so that's what he's talking about there when he began to talk to us about you know that beast uh you know that's nothing more than the, the worldly systems that are operating right now to get caught up in them and you know and conform to them and yeah you'll be marked by their their perspective their philosophy their way of doing things amen and he wants our thoughts to come in agreement with his will don't want us to worship no system of man he wants us to worship him his system of government uh, is what we should be concerned about. Amen. Praise God. And so he's talking about that person there that do that will be judged. Okay. Any person who follows the beast and receives that beast mark, that system of the world, when they mark you and you can't think about nothing else, how to make money, how to gain more material stuff, how to operate in greed. You know, you're thinking that that's the way forward. You know, rich is the way forward. You know, poor is the way forward. Whatever the case might be, once you get that in your mind, look at what the Lord's saying is going to happen to you. That's that's what the world tells you. They put you in a class. They okay, you're poor. You stay there. We're going to get. We'll, we'll give you just enough to get by. And then you got the richest saying, okay, we're going to give more than you because that's the way the world is. And then they're so in there talking about you need to strive and strengthen the middle class. They're trying to get your mind marked up with those kind of thoughts so all you see is the next level you don't see uh that you're that you're above only not beneath you know you don't see that yet you know they don't you don't they won't let you think that way because they try to control it try to mark you up with those thoughts amen think they're doing you a favor by throwing the middle class in there you know and people work so hard if i can just make it to the middle class the lord called us to be the head and not the tail and you heard us say that before so that's what he's saying there, you know, don't let the world dictate to you, man, how far God want to take you in life. Amen. Some of you on this line right now are going to be begin to experience some things about, I know right now it seems like everything is shut off to us because of this epidemic or this pandemic. Let me tell you something. God will open doors even in the midst of this uh, for greatness to come forth. He'll open doors. He'll close doors. He can stop this anytime he wants to. But we want to be in place, amen, be marked up with thoughts of God, have our mind renewed to the things of God, letting the mind of Christ Jesus be also in us right now. And that's what we're doing, amen. Uh, the next verse he talks about here, verse 10, he says, The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. Now listen at that right there. This kind of judgment of God is furious. It's to deal with his wrath and somebody's going to be tormented, going to burn and suffer. Now wait a minute. How can that be a blessing if I got my mind full of what the worldly system is offering me? How can it prosper me if it's saying this is what's going to, this is how, this is going to be the, 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 the outcome of 
because the Lord is letting you know, I'm going to judge it. If you put your trust and confidence in that system, that beast, talking about those worldly systems out there, you know, that's coming together to form a, 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 a new world order, a new world government with a new world currency, if you buy into that and support that and vote people in office, we're going to be uh, trying to introduce that. Look at how he said he's going to judge it. Look at the outcome. Look at the fruit. He doesn't see anything good that's going to come out of it. So he's warning us not to be in this world, but don't you be of this world, you know, because this world is going to pass away as we see it right now. It's constantly changing. It's constantly involving into something else other than a, a nation or a world that honors God. We see that right now. And we're going to see it more before Jesus returns. And so be warned, because look at look at the punishment. Look at what he's saying the judgment is going to be. We know Proverbs 29 says that when the righteous are in charge, the people are tormented. But when the wicked people are, I mean, when the wicked are in charge, the people are tormented. But when the righteous are in charge, the people prosper. So that's what Proverbs 29, 1 and 2 tells us. When the righteous are in charge, my people prosper. When the wicked are in charge, my people are tormented. And so you see it right there. You know, if all we're thinking about is, oh, if this president would do right. Oh, if this Congress would do right. Oh, if they would just pass this. Oh, if they would just pass that. Yeah, but what about his government? That's where our minds need to be. Our minds need to be on those things that are above, that we say are good and honest and true and lovely, that we heard in Philippians 8 and 8 through 13. 4 and, 13, 4 and 8 through 13. You know, book of Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 13. He talks about that. In 19, he said, don't worry about it, because God's going to supply all you need according to his written glory by Christ Jesus. Anyway, that's good news. You want your heart and your mind to be kept. Why do you say, think on these things so that if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, you think on these things so that your heart and your mind might be kept. Why my heart and my mind? It's because that's where this stuff is going to be written, uh, you know, on our forehead, in our brain, you know. And so we got to make sure we... We, we, we stay away from those things that will bring torment, uh, you know, and more evil. Amen. That cup of, look at that cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented, my God, with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. My God. You know, and so he landed out there pretty clear and pretty simple what the fate is and, uh, you know, what, what, what lies ahead for either those who serve God that are righteous, those unrighteous, he tells it very plain and very clear right there through John. John's writing it's this, this letter to the church. So let's go a little further. Look at verse 11. He says, And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. Ascended up from where? It's coming up from the earth. Those who are, who are guilty. And they have no rest, day nor night. We see that's going on right now. Who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark in his name, a mark of his name. We see that going on right now. These people can't get no sleep. president is up now on his Twitter. He's trying to figure things out, man. And it's like smoke going up. It's like God is sitting there seeing them squirming, trying to come up with answers. They're running around, man, like chicken with their head cut off. Is that he was texting this, this leader over there trying to figure out what they got going on, texting this leader over here trying to figure out what they got all over the place, texting some of his old business partners, texting Fox News. You got all kinds of stuff that's squirming right now, and it's like smoke. It's like a end, you know, it's like a smoke going up before the nostrils of God, and God is looking at it and, you know, just watching man. And it's like, I believe, Lord, to understand, why don't man just give up and just turn to me? 
just accept some responsibility and say, we missed it on this, guys. We need to cry out to God. He's got the answer. We tried everything else. And see, but now they're going to continue to try to fit that square pig in that round hole or that round pig into that square hole, and it's not going to work. They're going to continue to try to make wrong right and right wrong. They're going to continue to try to do that and sway and convince the people. And when you got people whose mind has not been renewed to the things of God, they become easy pickings for this kind of stuff because they've depended on man and the government. They put their trust and confidence in them. That's their man. That's their woman. That's their guy. They voted them in, and they're looking at them, man, like that's the person that's going to turn this thing around when they get to D.C. They're going to go up there and legislate. They're going to go up there and try to change the minds of people. They're going to go up there, man, and try to put policy and laws in place. And for 40-some plus, you know, 45-plus presidents, it hasn't happened yet. We've had some good seasons, some good years. We have some bad ones, terrible ones. But nobody can do it like Jesus, y'all. We got to get that in our mind. That's got to be our thought that, you know, our, our mindset is that nobody can do it like Jesus. Nobody. You know, he reigns supreme. He is the, is the preeminent one. And the problem has been the rejection of him and his government has been his way of doing things versus the acceptance of him. You know, we haven't learned yet as a, as a, as a nation how to accept him as the preeminent one. How to, that's why we got 4,200 different denominations out there. We're just not satisfied. We're like that ship on the ocean. <laughs> we just tossed to and fro with everyone in the doctrine. People running here, people running there, bringing this one to the White House, that one to the White House, and they all go up there and they give a politically correct response to this problem that we have right now. They don't, they don't tell them, if you just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we believe God will reign his righteousness on us versus his indignation. Don't tell them that. But these prophets here, they warned. They warned of what was going to take place. They said, you can be assured that this is going to happen. If we see this right here, if we see that these people are getting this kind of stuff in their brain, and this is what they're thinking is going to happen, then they're going to see the righteous indignation of God come upon them. And we're seeing it now, you know, and it's going to continue. We don't know how long it's going to continue. I like to think and pray that it'll last long enough Amen. Because, you know, faithfulness of God has always in every generation been short-lived. We talked about that yesterday. You know, it's been short-lived. And sometimes God will let it be short-lived because he's trying to get us to a position of revival and restoration so that we will praise him, so that we will serve him, that we will honor him. So a lot of times these uh, unfaithful acts and deeds of human kind on earth, you know, is because God allowed them to be short-lived. Because he's trying to win man back around to him. Because he knows that there's a remnant of people down here praying. He knows we're down here crying out. And he wants to also reward us for our prayers. That's why he said, look, the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous are better than And so we can see through the word of God. Why? That's in our brain. That's the mark in our mind. We've been marked by the word. We've been marked. Our minds have been changed. They've been renewed by the word of God. We think now. But then you got other people who have been marked in their mind and their brain to think like the world thinks. And if we can just come up with some type of solution, if we can come up with some type of vaccine, they're trying something else now that they say almost worked. You know, ain't nothing almost about God. He's completely God. When he blesses you, he completely blesses you. When he saves you, he completely saves you. When he warns you, he completely warns you. He's saying, look, unless you hearken unto the voice of the Lord and do all that I've commanded you this day, None of these blessings are going to come on you unless you hearken. And then all these blessings will come on you. So it's pretty clear. 
you know, I've called heaven and earth today to witness against you, but I have set life before you and death before you. Now choose ye life. He's telling you right there, you know, how you should be thinking. What should be your thought? That if I trust God and hearken to God, I'm going to get all these blessings. If I don't do it and fail to do it because I'm thinking a different way, that, okay, the president going to solve this. This cabinet going to solve this. They got new doctors. They got new scientists. They're bringing in uh, people, advisors from another country. They're working on a vaccine. They said they almost got it. So we lean to that way of thinking. And then the Lord said, all these curses are going to come on you. And you're going to get in a pattern of just keep on having to deal with crisis after crisis after crisis because you're putting your confidence in man and not in God. That's what he's talking about, about the mind. Where's your mind at? Is your mind thinking that the world going to solve your problem? Or is your mind thinking about the one who created the world? Is he going to solve your problem? He got all the answers. He got all the answers. We're going to be marked with some type of mindset. Either we're going to think about confidence in man or we're going to think about confidence in God. It's just that simple. And he's warning us. He said, be assured that if I'm God, I would judge all unrighteous acts. I will punish them. And if I'm God, if you think I'm God, if you got that thought in your mind, you understand that your mind been renewed to that. You don't feel that. You just know that I'm going to reward the righteous for their faithfulness. Your your righteousness will not be short-lived, but their righteousness will because I have an expiration date on it. I can stop it any time I want to. Because what God is saying is this, I want to revive, I want to send my word to revive the righteous, you know, and, and, and restore them and give life to them. At the same time, that word is going to be a stumbling block and a hindrance, okay, to a lot of unrighteous. We're seeing that right now. They don't want to pray in Jesus' name. They don't want the schoolhouses to pray in Jesus' name. They don't want Jesus' name to be in anything. You know, when they call a chaplain now, a man of God, a minister up to pray, they give him a script and say, this is how you should pray. Pray to a universal God of everybody. But Jesus is that God. And he said, when you pray in my, pray, pray in my name. You know, my name is Jesus. I am that I am. Don't you try to change, you know, how I told the people to pray. I gave you a model prayer. Pray in that manner here if you don't know what else to pray. But whatever your hands find to do, you do it all in the name of Jesus. You know. And so man is trying to mark us up and say, that's not politically correct. You know, you got to represent all the cultures out there. He does. Jesus is the one that died for all of them. They, people need to know that. It was Jesus. Wasn't no man. Wasn't no president. Wasn't no king. It wasn't no queen. It was a king of kings and lord of lords. His name is Jesus. And he said, when I be lifted up, you know, when I be lifted up in this earth, then I'll draw all, I'll draw all those cultures, tribes, and tongues. I'll draw them to me. But don't forget who I am. I'm Jesus. You know, bring me a crown. Put up, as you crown everybody up. And you vote for everybody else. Don't forget to put a crown on my head. Don't forget to crown me with glory and honor. I'm the one that died. Nobody died for you, but I did. And I rose again. And I'm seated right now in glory at the right hand of my Father. So worship me and worship no other God before me. You know, my name is Jesus. I am the great I am. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of heaven. I am the light of God with you. I am the will and the equal. I am that I am. And so he's telling us right there, mark your mind with that. Renew your mind to that. Think that way. Think about him and not them. They can't do nothing for you no more than I allow them. They can't hurt you no more than I allow them. You know? And when you fall into various temptations just like them, they were tempted to go ahead and walk in their temptations. You were t- tempted to say no or tested to say no, I'm going to try something else because that, leads, that smells of death right there. That, I don't like the way that looks. That's that way unto man. 
Proverbs 14 and 12, that, that seems right in the man, but the end thereof leads to the way of destruction. Another warning. Now, see the road signs. See the stop signs. And stop. Stop going in the way of the world. Stop going in the way of man. And start going in the way of God. That path that had been laid out for us. They prepared for us. You know, that's the warning right there. He's giving us that warning right now because he's long-suffering. But when he shall appear and come back, it's judgment time. So right now ought to be Jesus time because the next time it's going to be judgment time. But right now it's Jesus time. We need to make him lower. So let's go a little further here, man. Verse uh, verse uh, 11 there we see he talked about they're going to be tormented. But look how long he said they're going to be tormented. Forever and ever, having no rest day or night. Verse 12, he says this right here. Here is the patience of the saints. Here is the patience of the saints. I need y'all to hear this now. Here is when all this is going down, we should have patience. You know, we should wait on the Lord and be of good cheer because he was sent in our hearts. You know, he said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings of eagles. They're going to run and not be weary. They're going to walk and they're not going to faint. Something about being patient and waiting on God. Look at what he said. Here is the patience of the saints. What is it, Lord? Let's look at it. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. My God, that's powerful, y'all. Come on. These are the persons that's going to escape the judgment. Those warnings that he just said, that we just went over. That that righteous cup of indignation, you know. But he said that we just learn to be patient and wait on him. We're going to escape that judgment. You know, the ones who endure it. But we got to endure it to the end to be saved and see what it's going to bring. Talked about it in there. He said, the ones who obey God, keep his commandments. Talking about the ones that obey his, you know, God. That's what he's talking about. These are God's commandments. These are his instructions, you know. And then he goes on to say, and the ones who remain faithful to Jesus Christ. Keeping your faith in Jesus, your Savior. Not in Trump, not in the government, not in, uh, I, I thank God for all them scientists and them doctors that are working right now. I thank God for all the effort, that, the effort they're putting in to try to find something. But we've already tapped into something above the beast. The world is just, you know, we've already tapped. I don't care how, how many great minds you pull together, the Einstein, the Frankenstein, the whoever, whatever kind of minds you pull together. Jesus is the one that we should put our faith in. He's the Savior. He's the healer. He's the deliverer, you know. And he goes on to say right here, uh, the assurance that the dead will be at rest and rewarded. So let's take a look at this next verse right here, 13, and we're going to end right there. He says, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, we better make sure we hear from heaven, y'all. This is what we're doing right now. This is instruction that God gave to John when he was caught up. John looked up into heaven and saw some things, and he began to write some things. So this is a message that came directly from heaven right off the throne room into John's spirit. He was inspired to write it so it could be for our hearing right now so we could be prepared for what is to come. And so we're getting this message come straight down from heaven, inspired the man of God to write all them years before for us right now so that before he comes, we have a chance to prepare ourselves for that return. We have a, 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 a an opportunity, a blessed opportunity here to be assured of some things so that my mind is not looking at the world, man, and, and, and trying to conform to the things of this world, but we're being transformed and renewed in our mind right now. We're bringing our thoughts in alignment, in agreement with God's will. This is God's will for the righteous. This is God's will for the unrighteous. And we have to decide which way I want to go. Do I want my forehead, my brain? Do I want to change to the things of God, renewed to the things of God, acquainted with the things of God? Or do I want to be able to look at the world, man, and say, okay, I'm going to go the way of the world because 
we're going to make a lot of money. That lie was told, man, three years ago. Ah, when I get in off, we're going to make a lot of money, folks. And there are folks in this world, man, that's all they're thinking about. If I had more money, I could make a lot of money. You know, that's that system. That, that, that's what's in a lot of folks' mind. That's why they fight to keep this person in office right now because he's, he's a deal maker. You know, he's he, he dying for somebody. He never, you never going to be dying for somebody. Forget about dying for somebody. He ain't going to even do nothing to help nobody but himself. But you got all the power, you say. And you can't help nobody. It just takes a pen to pass a piece of legislation. Say, okay, we're going to give everybody employed out there, man, a check of $1,500, $2,000, or whatever. Just a stroke of a pen. And that same pen can say no to those people. Ain't yours your money to give nowhere. Ain't yours to take nowhere. But see, that's that system. And there are those out there right now that's got that mark in their mind and think the same way and say, no, make them go to work. Make them, make them suffer. Make them, let them die if you need to. Some of them are better off if they die. We don't have to care for them. We don't have to provide for them. What kind of mind is that? Who wants them kind of thoughts? There's people out there who think that way and support that, and they're advocating for that. So you see what's in their brain. You see what's in, they, they got that beast mentality. That, that, you know, let the rich get richer. Let the poor die. Let some of the sick, you know, put them in cages. Send them back to the country. Send them back to the asshole country. Send them back over there to the border, behind the border. We don't want them over here. They're bringing stuff over here. They're killers, rapists, murderers. So, don't sound like nobody, man, who got Jesus in their heart. Don't sound like nobody that even knows the Lord. Sounds like a beast mentality to me, y'all. Sounds like something that was made up, you know, and you're just going to make it work. So if you say it, it's going to fix the problem. Everybody's going to believe it now. But the Lord is saying something totally different. He says, look, you know, the dead will be at rest and rewarded, you know. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, right, there it is, right. He knew that we were going to be here at 6 o'clock in the morning hearing this, you know, being assured that this is going to happen. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. We've heard that, I don't know how many times. Now it's beginning to be clear and make sense. Because he's saying, their identity, those who identify with Christ now, our identity is different. You know, we are a, a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation of God. We're a peculiar people. And we've been called out, you know. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light that we should show forth his praise. We heard that this morning. We almost couldn't stop, couldn't turn it off to hear this. Good. That's what God is calling for more of that. You know, show forth his praise under him who have called us out of darkness and placed us into his marvelous life. You know, he's worthy of that praise. Amen. I, I'm, I'm, I had to cut it off just for a minute so that we could get this word in, man, so that we can be encouraged with this word, so we can be marked up in our forehead a little bit more about this word. We can be conformed to this word a little bit more, renewed by this word a little bit more, so that we don't become, you know, like this world, thinking like this world. And so he goes on to say there, you know, our works are going to follow us. Only what we do for the Lord is going to follow us. Well, guess what them evil people? They're going to have some works follow them too. And guess what? Those works are going to be judged. You know, the just and the unjust, all their works are going to be judged. And so the work we want to do right now is the work that the Lord told all of his disciples at the time he was on this earth. The work I do, listen to me, y'all, 
the work I do. That's what's mandated. What we're doing right now with this prayer culture is the work that he said we were going to do if we're here, if you're mine. You're going to do the work that I did. This is what Jesus used to do. Meet with his disciples. They would share the word. be teaching them about the kingdom of his father. They would have prayer. He would do miracles. People got delivered. There are people out there right now just hearing this word right now, and they're feeling better about themselves. Their hope has been revived because God sends his word to revive us and give us life. He sends his word at the end of that word, according to Psalms 119 and 130. He said it brings light into the dark situation. It's darkness in this world right now. There's chaos in this world right now. But there is a word right now going forth, and God said, let the patient, let my, my saints be patient right now. Let them hear the voice from heaven speaking to them this morning. Don't get caught up in what is being said to you, man, on news media and on Fox News and all these other news channels. All of them right now, man, is coming from a dark place right now. A lot of them don't know what they're talking about. They're just saying stuff, and they're saying, what if, what if, what if. We don't say what if. We say God has assured us. I'm assured. You know, I rely on him, depend on him. I can trust him. I can believe on him because he's not a man that he should lie. He's faithful who promises. So I'm going to put my trust in the Lord, my hope in the Lord, because he said in, 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 in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know my thoughts towards you. I, we're listening to his thoughts right here. We're reading his thoughts right here. We know his thoughts now because he says, I know my thoughts for you. They're not thoughts of evil. They're not thoughts of evil. They're not thoughts of evil. They're thoughts of peace. They're good thoughts to bring you to an expected end that you may have a hope and a future. And there it is right there. He's assuring us of that. And he's saying, let this restore your identity. <clears throat> Even if you be dead in Christ, Jesus, keep on believing, believers, that you, if you, even if you pass away in the midst of this, you still got a reward that's waiting for you. And he says, they will receive rest from their earthly labor and they will receive a heavenly work. Amen. To be for Christ. All of our work is heavenly work right now to be for Christ. We got to consider that right now. What we're doing right now is for the Lord. And so, Father, as we come right now in the name of Jesus, we're coming this morning, Lord God, fully confident, fully convinced, fully persuaded, fully assured in the spirit of our mind, Lord God, confident, uh, depending on you, relying on you. Every word that you have spoken is true and it shall come to pass. Even now, Father, we see, Lord God, some of the righteous indignation. The cup is being poured out in some places right now. Some hearts, hearts are being changed right now. Some people are being convicted right now. Some people are changing their minds right now. Some folks that once trusted this rhetoric that's coming out of the Oval Office, God, they're jumping ship right now. now some of them are changing party affiliation. Some of them are changing their vote right now. They ain't even voting time yet. It ain't until November, but some of them are making some drastic decisions right now. Some of them are having a problem in their conscience of continuing to support this type of stuff that is being poured out towards your people, fed to your people. We know it's not true, Lord God. We know a lie when we hear a lie. We know false teaching and false preaching when we hear it, Lord God. And for some of us, Lord God, this caused us to be grieved in our hearts and our minds, and that's why we come together together, because we want to know what you assured us was going to happen is what's going to happen. We want to continue to look into your perfect law of liberty and invite others to come and join us, oh God, as we open up the book, as we begin to read what was written, oh Lord God, we begin to say that the, the saints are going to be blessed, that they can be patient and wait on God. And so, Father, we're praying this morning for all the listeners out there on the 40 platform, all the listeners out there in other countries that are struggling right now. Father God, they got to make a decision. They're torn between two opinions. Do I trust the government or do I trust God? And so, Father, we're just praying right now in the name of Jesus that this word will go out and 
seek the hearts and minds right now and convict and penetrate, Lord God, and discern the thoughts and intents of the heart of a man and cause them right now, Lord God, to make the right decision. Mark up their foreheads. Put this on the tablets of their minds this morning. Let this word, oh Lord God, be in them this morning. Let it be, Lord God. Let this truth be in their inward parts and let wisdom be in their innermost being. That, Father God, out of the abundance of their heart, when they open their mouths, they'll speak from the word, that treasure that you're putting in them right now. I pray that they would accept this word as the word of the Lord that you told John the right, Lord God, that we will be able to hear, that the saints will be able to hear as we begin to see these end time things begin to unfold, these phenomena that are taking place, these, these storms and earthquakes and rumors of wars and wars that are going on, all of these famines and diseases and things that are attacking us right now, Lord God. We know in the name of Jesus, Lord God, hallelujah, that man is going to try to get the credit. Man is going to try to get the glory. Man is going to try to be the one to come up with the victory. But Jesus, you already died. You already shed your blood. You already sent your word to heal us and to rescue us from destruction. And so as we turn to your word this morning, we're praying that others will turn to the perfect law of liberty and continue their end. My God, that they may have success and have good success. And Father, we're just praying right now, Lord God, that that double-minded spirit be cast out right now and that we would just be singleness of heart and singleness of spirit because you said there's only one God, there's only one body, there's only one faith, there's only one spirit, there's only one baptism. And so, Father, there can only be one mind. And so our minds come into the unity of the faith and into the perfect knowledge of who the Son of God is until we're lined up here on earth as things are in heaven. And so, Father, we begin to see, God, hallelujah, that you only have one way, Lord God, to do things. You said that we would seek God's way of doing things. You would add all these other things unto uh, us, oh God. And so we thank you this morning, Father God, that we can seek first the kingdom of God. We don't have to be double-minded. We don't have to be all over the place, God. We don't have to be talked to and fro with every wind of doctrine. If we just know the truth that you instructed us in, in the book of John chapter 8, verse 32, you said, I want you to know the truth. I want you to know the truth and that the truth makes you free. And if the Son sets you free, then you're free indeed. And so, Father, we thank you this morning that we're able to stand fast because of what we've learned and what we've heard and what we know now. We're able to stand fast in the liberty where Christ made us free and we will never, ever be entangled with the yoke of bondage again. We're praying for deliverance for all those minds that are out there right now, Lord God, that have their trust and confidence in a man and a king and a queen or some dictator, Lord God, or some powerful person that they bestowed this power upon God. If you did not cause it to be, then, Father God, we know, God, that there's change on the horizon. You said in the last days it shall come to pass. The greatest of them shall be the least of them, and the least of them shall be the greatest of them. And so, Father, we thank you that you're taking the systems of this world right now that are abandoning so many of your people, so many of the poor, but they only cater to the rich and the wealthy. But, God, I see you turning it upside down. In the name of Jesus, you're bringing about a change, God, that you might restore your people, that you might rescue your people, that you may help your people, that you may steal them away from putting their trust and confidence in man who will fail us, oh God, who will abandon us, oh Lord God. You even said in the word, Lord God, hallelujah for your under shepherds, that they are like pilots when they see them, that the wolf coming to devour the sheep, that they will scatter and leave the sheep to be devoured, oh God. And some of our brothers and sisters out there right now, thanks of God, Lord, that are being patiently waiting on you, God. They feel like they're being devoured and consumed by the things of this world, God. It's only getting worse for some of them. But God, I believe in the spirit that they'll wait on you. They'll renew their strength because you're turning this thing around that the devil meant for our bad. And you are yet working it out together for our good. And we have your assurance on that. We just read your assurance on that. We encourage and strengthen by it this morning. And so, Father, I'm praying this morning in the name of Jesus. Every head of household that heard this word this morning is taking heed to it. I'm praying this morning in the name of Jesus. Every governmental official out there right now, persons who put their trust in man, 
I'm praying that they hear this word for the first time and it's changing their minds. It's, it's renewing their minds to the things of God this morning and hope being revived and restored by the word of the Lord. And your word is becoming a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path. But they're beginning to see that you sent your word, you got to revive us and to give us life. And that your word is what we delight in, oh God. And it's our counselor right now. And we found your word, as Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 15 uh, and 16. He said, thy words were found. We find your word this morning to be tasteful. Your word this morning to be good to the soul, the good to the hearer this morning. And God, your word this morning has caused joy and rejoicing in our hearts this morning. As it goes out this morning on these platforms, but we know that it will never come back void because you said, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It would not return void. So we shout now, God, for the victory. We thank you now for the return, the fruit that is being produced right now, the minds that are being changed, the hearts right now that are being changed, the hope that is being restored. And we thank you that even now, Father, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be something in your sight, O oh Lord, our firm and sinners rock in our Redeemer. We give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor this morning, Lord God, that heaven and earth might pass away, but your word will never pass away. We're praying that the ears of the hearers heard your word this morning, and Father God, they understand and they are sure that if I just wait on the Lord and be patient, even now I hear a voice from heaven speaking to me about my reward and the punishment of the unrighteous. And so, Father, we make a decision this morning. We choose life. We choose to live and not that we may continue to declare the works of the Lord in the earth. We thank you for these assurances right now. We thank you for what we've learned. We thank you for what we've heard. And so, Father, we will wait on you in Jesus' wonderful name. Bless now, Lord, all that have heard these present greetings this morning. Bless this country, O oh God, and restore it, revive it. Lord God, other tribes, other tongues, other nations. Let the gospel be preached to every creature, Lord God. Raise up men and women that will preach the gospel, will not be ashamed of it. Raise up clergy, Lord God. Restore the pulpit, O oh God, that the word of the Lord may be proclaimed again, Lord God. Revive it, O oh Lord God, that we'll have a real revival and we'll accept you, Lord God, as the preeminent Christ, the preeminent one, the only Savior, the only wise God, our Savior, the power, dominion, majesty, and glory forever and ever. We put a crown on your head this morning. We thank and praise you, God, in Jesus' name, for all those that are coming into the kingdom right now because they heard this word. We thank and praise you for hearts being changed. We pray this morning. We pray, God, for all that are in authority this morning. We pray, God, that they would have a personal encounter with you. We pray that you send forth a revival that will not end until your people have been restored and rescued and revived. And we give you the praise for it now. In Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, have your way and seal this word in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.